Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you would be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. Praise be to God. To God be the glory. Welcome again today to Arise and Shine with uh, Pastor Festus and Soha, Oasis Church, Prague, Czech Republic. It's always a joy and a pleasure for me to come again to your home or whatever you may be watching this program to share God's word with you from my heart to yours. And I believe the Lord is here today with us. His presence and power and anointing is here today to really implant his word deep in our hearts and minds that will bring a, a, a mighty change in our lives. Let's pray today, please. Father, we just thank you again for this privilege that we have to meet again together. Oh, Lord, anoint this broadcast today, Father, and touch everyone watching and glorify the name of your holy child, Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, let's go to the Bible, please, in the book of Second um, Chronicles, chapter 7. This is a very important uh, chapter in the Bible, in the Old Testament. It deals with the dedication of the Solomon's temple and how the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night by dream. And we're going to start actually from verse 13. Uh, in fact, verse 12 says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night, and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. Talking about Solomon's temple. And the, in verse 13, he says, If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locust to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said, I have heard your prayers and I have chosen this house, this temple, which you build as a house of sacrifice. But then he told him, gave him this promise. If I shut up the heaven, that there be no rain. I mean, if there is dryness, and then locusts will devour the land, that means the fruit of the land is impoverished. No matter what you do, no matter how much you sow, no matter how much you plant, no matter how much effort you make, nothing seems to be working. And then pestilence, sicknesses, diseases, trials, fears, worries, wars, deaths. If this is beginning to happen, these are signs of heaven short. The heaven above is completely closed. When it seems as if you pray and you pray and nothing seems to walk in and the church life doesn't seem to make any more sense, everything becomes boring, not 
nothing is happening. Everything is tiring and boring. It becomes a just tiring routine and ritual, and there's no breakthrough, no testimonies, no healings, no deliverances, no financial miracles. Everything seems to grind to a halt. And it's like you are up against the wall. So God says, that's a heaven that is short. And he says, if I do that, if that happens, if there comes a season of dryness, emptiness, nothing is working, everything is boring, tiring, no excitement, no laughter again, no joy again, everything seems to grind to a, come to a, a standstill. And the Lord is saying, if this happens, in verse 14, if my people, my people, his own people now, the believing people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. That means repentance. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. You see, the key to the change when things are hard, when heaven is short, is in the hand of his own people. They believe in people, the Christians, the born-again Christians, those who are God's people, who are called by his name. They have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. It is our responsibility as believers, as God's people, to cry, to pray, to weep before God on behalf of the nation, on behalf of the unbelieving world. When the heavens seem to be short and there is crisis, there is fears, there is pestilences, there is sicknesses, there's economic chaos and wars and rumors of wars and fears on everywhere. It is the responsibility of God's people to humble themselves and pray and, and, and seek his face. And he promised us that he will hear from heaven. He will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. Now, when the Lord talk about uh, us praying and humbling ourselves. In all through the Bible, one of the ways of humbling ourselves, one of the ways, in fact, in some time when you talk about humbling ourselves, one of the principal ways we humble ourselves is by fasting. Fasting is a very important biblical doctrine that every believer, every Christian, every child of God not just pastors or preachers, but every Christian should really understand very well and always practice. One of the ways, one of the major ways in the Bible, when we talk about humbling ourselves, denying ourselves, esteeming ourselves lowly, bringing ourselves low. The Bible said God resists the proud, but he gives what? Grace to the humble. And one of the ways, principal ways in the Bible, where you and I, as God's people, can humble ourselves before God in the times of emergencies, crises, problems, wars, and close heaven, is by what? Fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer is both an Old Testament uh, doctrine, where Christian way of living, believing way of living, and also even in the New Testament. I mean, in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 6, the Lord Jesus said, when you fast. He didn't say, if you fast. He said, when you fast. 
because it is taken as a, a common practice, as a continuous practice, that you and I as believers should always humble ourselves with fasting and prayer. We mix our prayer with fasting, with denying ourselves our pleasures, denying ourselves food, denying ourselves some of our normal daily pleasures and fancies and, uh, I mean, bringing down our idols down, you know, those idol things that uh, occupy our day and distract us, just tear them down with fastings and with prayer. So we, God is calling the body of Christ to a season and time of we humbling ourselves, not just praying, but prayers also mixed with fasting, denying ourselves meal, food. Hallelujah. There are different kinds of fast in the Bible. There are some you deny yourself, no food, no drinks, you just drink only water. A, a normal believer should be able, should almost at last try, at least try at least once a week to fast, denying yourself food, at least from morning till the evening. Just drink water only. Spend some time in the Bible, read God's word, pray, worship God. If the Holy Ghost convicts you of any sins in your life, you repent of those sins. And this is a time, a season where we humble ourselves with the repentance and also ask for forgiveness from the Lord and also forgive those who have hurt us, who have trespassed against us. This is very, very important. In our hour and day and season of fasting and prayer, it will be a season of us repenting from our sins and also asking God to forgive us. And we also forgiving those who have what sinned against us, forgiving them from the heart. All this is take place mostly when we are fasting and praying. So God requires you and I to humble ourselves time after time with fastings and prayers. And this helps also to open back the heavens again. And you can be going through a season of dryness and emptiness as an individual in your personal life, in your personal business. Maybe in your family, you're going through a season of crisis and you don't know what is happening, what is going on. This, uh, the, the son is sick today. Next day, the daughter is sick. The other day, your wife is sick. The other day, you are sick. You don't know what on earth is going on. There's always something happening, misunderstanding, arguments, quarreling, family feud. You have prayed. You have tried the best you can. Now it is time to mix your prayer with what? Fasting. Fasting and repenting will break that very siege of darkness. If there are demons involved in the pressures you are going through, when you humble yourself with fasting and prayer, that power of those demonic spirits is broken over your life, over your family, over your children. Fasting is very, very important both in the Old Testament and also in the New Testament. It's an expression of us humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he might lift us up in due season. If my people, you are his people, who are called by his name, will what? Humble themselves and pray. And uh, here we can see in um, Psalm 109, Psalm 109, and we can read that about fasting there. 109 of Psalms. And then 
Uh, here David writing, Psalm 109, and verse 24 says, 109 verse 24, in fact it says here, um, my knees are weak through fasting. My knees are weak through fasting. Fasting is very, very important. Number one, when you are fasting, the flesh is weakened and the spirit is made strong. The, the, the body, the physical body may not be strong, but you are strong in the inside. Also in Psalm 69, Psalm 69, and um, 69, and we can read there from verse, um, uh, verse, uh, verse 10, it says, When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, chastened my soul, humbled my soul with fasting, when the soul here represents the emotions, the will, it represents here the mind, the intellect. It is very important, time after time, that you and I take a discipline of fasting and implant the Word of God in our hearts and mind. It is very, very important. When you are fasting, you discipline, you chasten your mind, chasten your thoughts. It is a humility of the mind. You humble your soul. You humble your mind with fasting. You fast thoughts. Sometimes I tell people, don't just only, when you are fasting food, that is to your body. Also, fast thoughts. Don't feed your mind all is normal daily meal of thinking and imagining and reasoning and all kinds of speculations. It's a time to humble our souls. Think the scripture. Think the thoughts of God. Think God's word. Most of the issue of pride and ego and arrogance begins in the mind. It begins in the soul area. So when we are fasting, we are humbling not just our bodies, we are humbling our mind. We are disciplining our mind, denying itself, denying our mind its own familiar thoughts and fancies. We think the scripture, we think God's thoughts after him. The humility of the mind is very, very important. Because if you just fast your body where you don't give it food, but your mind is still fed with all garbage, all trash, all the internet, all the Facebook, all the images, and you still think your own thoughts as you normally think, and speaking your own words, all the joking and jesting and garbage, it is nonsense. When you are fasting, you fast your thoughts. You fast the words you speak. You keep your heart and mind on the Lord. You think God's thoughts after him. Hallelujah. And then there in Psalm 35, Job, Psalm 35, and verse 13 says these words. And they say, But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting. I humbled my soul with fasting. You see, fasting is an expression of humility. When we really do the genuine fast, if you can have a time, read all of Isaiah 53. The Lord talks about the teachers there about fasting, how to fast right, how to do it in the right way so we can get the right blessing. In fact, when we do it in the right way, the Bible says our voice is heard on high. The flesh may become weaker, but your spirit man is made stronger. Fasting is very, very important for those who have been born again 
who have given their heart to Jesus Christ. It strengthens what is inside of you. The Christ in you, the Holy Ghost in you, the power of God in you. The body is made weak, but the spirit man is made stronger and stronger and stronger. So here, fasting is an, an expression of humility, where we deny ourselves all our own pleasure, all our own way of thinking, the idols of our eyes and of our flesh. We set our heart and mind on the Lord and on his word, humbling ourselves before him and seeking to know his will and to do it. Hallelujah. When fasting is done rightly, it brings great grace into our lives. It brings humility. He grants us that grace of repentance where we are able to uh, see clearly, understand well, know what the Lord is saying to us, and, uh, and we are able to really repent from our sins and also forgive those who have really hurt us. Fasting is very, very important. It is an expression of humility before the Lord. In fact, in First Kings, in the Old Testament, we can see there about Ahab, humbling himself and verse chapter 21 and in verse 27 when ahab heard of the distress of the people that he was ruling he humbled himself tore his cloth humbled himself with repentance and then um, 21 verse 27 And it came to pass when Ahab heard these words that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. I mean, this was Ahab now, the husband of Jezebel. <laughs> I mean, when he, when he heard what shocked him, the Bible says he, 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 he thought, he, 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 he rent his cloth. That was an expression of humility. He rent his clothes, put on sackcloth, I mean, dirty cloths upon himself, on his flesh, and fasted, and lay in sackcloth, and went softly. Now, he did this possibly for, from morning to the evening. So sometimes fasting can be just from morning to the evening, from six in the morning, six in the evening. But an expression of humility, an expression of remorse, of a heartfelt repentance from sin. If you are really uh, going through living in the flesh and sinning and, and breaking the laws of God, unable anymore to live as a believer as you're supposed to live, fasting is very, very important. It brings humility. It brings repentance. It breaks the power of sin. It breaks that power of bondage. Mostly if you are bound with any kind of sinful habits, by fasting and prayer, staying in the word of God, that can break the power of sin and bad habit. So here he did it. And, and, um, and in fact, in verse 23, and all the Lord came unto Elijah, the teacher, by saying, Seest thou how Ahab humbleth himself before me? Because he humbleth himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days, but in his son's day will I bring the evil upon his house. Just imagine that expression of humility of this man throwing his cloth, walking humbly before the Lord, fasting maybe from morning till evening. Because of that expression, that humility, God reversed his own word. His own decree was reversed. God said, listen, because he humbled himself before me, 
I will defer the judgment. I will postpone my anger. Can you imagine that? I will not bring the judgment upon him and upon his nation in his own days. I will postpone it till the days of his own son. Just imagine that. Just imagine what a humble outside can do. Just imagine what a, a day fasting and humility before the Almighty God can do in our personal life, in our city, in our home, in our nation. If I shut the heavens, that there be no rain. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. I will restore them their fortunes. I mean, Ahab was a wicked king. He was not a godly man. But when he got the message from Elijah, he humbled himself. He tore his cloth. He lay in sackcloth. He fasted from morning till the evening. He had a heartfelt remorse for the evil of their doings. And because of that one single expression, act of humility and fasting, God deferred the judgment. God postponed it. And it was not even that it was, he called a fast for the whole nation of Israel. It was just him alone, just he himself. The power of one man fasting. The power of one person humbling himself. Mostly if you are in authority. If you are the head of a firm, the head of a bank, the head of an industry, the head of a, a, whatever business or institution. You as the head. You as the prime minister or president or, or the mayor of the city. If you will humble yourself before the Almighty God, because of your fasting, because of your prayer, God can spare your city and nation of judgment. If our leaders today can humble themselves and stop putting their hope and confidence in their witches and wizards and the occult, in Satan and demons, and humble themselves before the God who made the heaven and earth, before the God who made the universe, a humbling leader, fasting, praying before the Almighty God, can defy judgment, can defy chaos can bring in a fresh air and open the heavens again for the rain of mercy to fall upon the land. I challenge you as a head of your home, as a head of the church, as a head of the group, as a head of a firm, whatever you be here, like Ahab, this wicked man would humble himself with repentance and, post and because of that, God postpones judgment. Not just upon him or upon his family, but upon the city, upon the nation where he was ruling. So he humbled himself and God postponed his judgment upon his land and people. What could, could you imagine what could happen today if you and your family, you and your wife would declare a one day of fasting to humble yourself before the Lord, not speaking your own word or taking your own thoughts, but really give God time to deal with your heart to deal with your wife's heart, you may be shocked how much a change it will bring in your home and in your family. Instead of everybody acting in their own pride and, and you know, speaking against each other, and, you know, we, if you can jointly humble yourself before God in your own home and family, call your wife, call your children, tomorrow we are fasting. We're going to repent before the Lord. We're going to humble ourselves before the Lord. Let's believe him to bring a change in our home, in our life. It will amaze you what a mighty blessing that will bring. Hallelujah. So there in Matthew chapter 6, the Lord taught us on fasting and showed us that the, the, the blessing of a fast. Hallelujah. And, um, and it says there in Matthew chapter 6, he was teaching me about uh, and fasting, about praying. 
so that we can pray the right way and fast the right way. And then he said that, and the Father who sees in secret shall reward you openly. He said, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. You know, you do something to show everybody that you are fasting. He said, when you fast, don't just wash yourself, clean your body, and uh, don't just try to publicize it or advertise it with a mind to draw, you know, attention of people to show them that, uh, oh, what a great man of fasting that you are. But let it be an attitude of the heart where you wash your face, dress up well, look up neatly, and fast to your father, which you see in secret. And your father, which you see in secret, shall reward thee openly. There's a blessing for every fast. Every fast that is done well and done rightly and done normally, God always blesses. Years ago, I heard the Lord say to me, I will not, I will not anoint anyone that does not take his fasting seriously. Take your fasting seriously. Think about it. Prepare for it. Empty the fridge. Empty the house. Put yourself in a place where you will not be tempted. And do it as unto the Lord with a humble heart. It will amaze you what a difference and a blessing that the Lord will bring in your life. When you fast, fast the right way. Not if you fast. In Matthew 17, the disciples were trying to cast out the devil. Christ was on top of the mount with three of his disciples. When they came down to the valley, there was a man there that brought his son for them that was tormented and by a demon spirit. And, and they couldn't cast out the devil. And they were shocked because... Throughout all this time, they've been able to cast out devils in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But this time, it was not possible. And it was almost like an open public shame to them because everybody was watching. When the Lord came down, he cast the devil out, of course, in Matthew 17. And the disciples came to him privately and said, Lord, why couldn't we cast this one out? We've been able to cast other demons out in the times past. In your name, they all obeyed us. But this time, what happened? The Lord said to them, because of your unbelief. Then he said to them, but this kind of devil can only go out by fasting and prayer. That means prayer mixed with a fast. Maybe you've had some success in the times past in some areas of your life. Then suddenly something seems to grant to a halt. Seems every door's closed. Nothing anymore is working. You do what you normally do before and make some progress, but this time, nothing. It might be a time, a call for you to add fasting to your prayers. Fasting strengthens your faith. It strengthens your faith. When you fast and pray, God's word becomes alive in your heart. Just like a snake in the, in the forest. Sometimes it becomes so heavy with old skin. Can no more move fast. When you and I spend some time in fasting and prayer, staying in the word of God, we renew ourselves. We renew our spirit. Those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew what they shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Through fasting and prayer, we renew ourselves. We are made stronger and stronger in the Holy Spirit. I challenge you this day to take a time, read more about this fasting in the Bible, Isaiah 53, and ask the Lord to lead you and to guide into a time of fasting and prayer. A day, two days, morning till evening, and he will guide you. Now, this is your brother and friend, Festus, asking you today to join me. Pray for us. Join us. Send your support today. Let's keep this word of God on air. May the Almighty God keep you and preserve you. 
May he guide you into all truth by the Holy Spirit. May the Lord strengthen you mightily and move you forward and give you a wonderful victory as you wait and pray, as you wait on him and humble yourself before him in fastings and prayers. God will lift you up. He will cause your face to shine like the face of Moses when he fasted before the Lord. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior, and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page, New Start, under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.